I'm the Thunder Eyes. Welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from 1 to infinity. My name is Sam Draper, tired Sam Draper, and I'm joined by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hi there. How are you both this evening? I've got a bit of a cold, but I'm. I'm look at us. We're all a bit under the weather. It's good though. <laughs> it's all low we're going to. We're going to fight through though. Are you, are you firing on all cylinders, Chris? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm busy. I was busy this week, but I feel good. So it's good. Yeah. I've taken good. care of all the annoyances for the week. Good. I think. So. You recovered from your hosting stint. How did you? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, my phone's been ringing off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to take over uh, those one of those chat shows in uh, the late. Yeah, would have thought. Yeah, so. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So Chris's show, he previewed three uh, TV to film shows: Thunderbirds, uh, Serenity, and Star Trek: The Motion Picture. So this week we'll be ranking those. Yeah. Before we go any further, remember rate us in our, on iTunes. That's the thing we're gonna say. Rate us on iTunes. Everyone, go and do it. I haven't done it myself yet. Is that, so that's the big thing, being rated that's on That's the big, iTunes. big thing. That is Apparently the big so. thing. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Got to push that. Push it's that. done in different territories though, isn't it, I think? Is it? So is you it? get like a, yeah, I think it's sort of averaged and there's like, it's grouped in territory, I think. Okay. Well, everywhere, everyone out all over the place, just rate us. Yeah. Rate, rate, rate. Please rate tell, us. Tell everyone I'm going to do one when I go to America to <laughs> sort of take care of that territory. We're also we're also doing this because of Star Trek Discovery being on Netflix right now, aren't we? Correct, Alex. Yeah. Good on on brand, on message. Yeah. Yes, have, Star Trek Discovery came out. Have you Where watched... are you on that now? You up to date? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm two episodes behind because I've seen three episodes. You said it got it got good at four. Yeah, it's got good at four and five's good. Right. Right. Sam, I watched three and I fell asleep about a quarter of an hour into four <laughs> and haven't gone back, but I'm, right. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Did you think it got a bit annoying in three? Didn't you think it was a bit silly where it went? Which yeah. one was trying to think? What three, three is was. the one where they're like, oh, we're on a weird ship and we've got oh, that's where they actually go on the Discovery, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And everyone's a bit snippy. Yeah, very snippy. Yeah. My, my, my sister asked if it... that guy was a, an android like Data, but I go, no, he's just a snippy gay. <laughs> Oh god, that guy—he's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but he's actually—I quite like him. He's really good. No, like, it gets much better. But yeah, he annoys me. But the one who really annoys me is the, the Doug Jones character—the really tall alien. Oh. I just—I can't stand him. His face I quite drives like him. me mad, and he's the way he talks and stuff. I don't know. I, think but, um, I have been. And I've started watching Star Trek: Next Generation um, all over again, and Ooh. that's still really good. So, <laughs> well, it's good from third season. Yeah, I started from the third series, obviously. Yeah. I watched a few, like, choice Once cuts. Once they sort the their uniforms ones. out and their characters out. Yeah. <laughs> Once they yeah. changed the entire show, it's really good. <laughs> There's a few good ones. Q Who? Is it Q Who? Oh, anything with Q is good. The Borg one's mm. good. Uh, I hope the they bring in where... Q in Discovery. Yeah, I hope so, too. The one where Riker has to argue against Data being a human. Yeah, that's that a one. good one, yeah. That's a really good one. That's season two. Wow. Um, anyway... That's enough about Star Trek for now. We'll be returning to Star Trek later. But for now, we're going to discuss Serenity, um, a film based on the TV series Firefly, which was cancelled very short in Twitch Run. I think it had about, let's have a look, 14 episodes. Mm. Um, did anybody here ever watch Firefly? No. No, no not no. at all. No. And had anyone I was seen too Serenity? busy watching The Next Generation or whatever it was on. Yeah, definitely. Deep Space Nine probably by then, but yep. yes. See, all, um, all three of these films, I was pretty convinced I'd seen all of them. And then as, as they kind of went on, I thought, nah, then maybe I didn't haven't. Maybe I didn't see these films at all. So were you glad to watch Serenity now, Alex? No. I thought... <laughs> see, I watched it the first time. I'm pretty sure I have seen all of this. Because I totally remembered, spoilers, the really shit way that guy dies. Remember that, you know the guy, the way he dies in the, in the very end when he gets impaled when they yes. land? And I remember watching it at the time thinking, that is a really lame way to kill off that character. And I just was really, like, confused by why they did... Anyway, but I remember thinking the first time I watched it, it was quite good. But this time, I don't know what it was about it, but it, it bugged me all the way through. I think... Is it, is it Nathan Fillion? It was just... I think <laughs> it wasn't him specifically. I didn't think... If, I, if, I'm, if I'll be, you know, if I'll be diplomatic and honest about it, I didn't think that the merging of this kind of Western, like, well, I'm going to tell you that if 
this old filly doesn't get in the sky, then we got 20 clicks to it. That whole way of talking with the science fiction thing, I didn't think they worked together. No. I that And that was so much of it was that. If you strip that away, you've just got a lot of very obvious references to things like Blade Runner, to just other other sci-fi TV shows, other, other everything. And then you've got the really good... Um, the um, the operative Cheatway Ejafor, whose name I can't mm. say, uh, he's a good character, and I think he's good performance. It's a good character. He pretty much has some of the best bits in the film, but that mm-hmm. isn't enough of to to balance the whole film on. And I think really, really where it failed was I just didn't really give a shit about anyone in it at all. I don't think they filled in the characters well enough. You know, I think you really needed to have seen the series. I didn't really feel like I knew any of the characters apart from that they were just no. big cliches. Mm. Not even Mr. Universe? No, really, definitely not Mr. <laughs> Universe. He was, yeah, definitely I didn't know him. And actually, subsequently when I read, they killed off uh, the shepherd, the guy on the planet, and they killed off the pilot because neither of them could sign up to multi-film deals. And that's fucking ironic because they never made another one of these or another (laughs) series. So they just killed these characters off badly in a really lame way um, just because they couldn't sign up to a multiple film deal. So it kind of feels, it kind of made a bit of a mockery to me of Joss Whedon being all like, oh, it's for the fans, it's for the fans. And it's like, well, you just killed two people because you couldn't make another film with them in. So anyway, anyway, that was my two cents. Chris, what's your hot take on? No, I agree on some of that. I think some of the sort of the way it's done is kind of weird for science fiction. But oh, and the music is very like nineties or mm, late nineties. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, but I think it's got a nice feeling in some scene. You know, I think there's an interest. It's interesting because it's kind of different in that way. So, um, mm. which is also very good. But you know, there's a lot of things which are reminiscent of like Star Wars, like the Mos Eisley sort yeah, of yeah. land speeder and all that, which I think at the time I remember people saying, oh yeah, it's just like Star Wars, something like that. So, um, I mean, he's clearly going for that. He's clearly a big fan of Star Wars and going for that, isn't he? But yeah. I mean, do you think he does enough to make it his own or it just feels a bit like he's just, he's just ripping stuff off, doesn't it really? Like if he'd done it, if it was a really good film, you'd, you'd have a whole new world and you wouldn't be thinking oh, it's like Star Wars, would you? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. No. yeah. Um, the space battles are pretty good, but it's like one of them sort of not super high budget things. So yeah. you could see mm. there's stuff going on, but it's kind of not fully, you know, rendered or given to mm-hmm. you in a, mm. you know, in a cinematic it, way. It did. Um, it did feel kind of like an extended episode. I know they have more money for the space battles and they look good. But there wasn't really much about it that felt cinematic to me. It wasn't a cinematic story, I didn't think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was very televisual. Mm. Yeah, it feels like a pilot, doesn't it? Yeah. In effect. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he wants to reboot. Yeah. I don't know if that was the case. Maybe he wants to reboot the series again. This was a pilot for that, in effect. That kind of I, think, like. I think it was that by the end of series two, they would have got to that planet, you know, the, yeah. and then, right. then it would have been series three would have been about what happened on the planet. So he, he right. basically, what I read, where is it? He wrote a script that had absolutely everything in. Uh, and it was called like, it was called something like, and the kitchen sink. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then he gave, it was 190 pages. It's supposed to address all the major plot points introduced to this in the series. And he gave it to Barry Mendel. And then they mm. both collaborated and just hacked and hacked and hacked at it till they got to this script, basically. So, again, that's quite telling because it's not really, you know, it's put an entire series of scripts into a film, which is not... Yeah, but I don't think they hacked enough. (laughs) I don't don't know. It it feels to me like this is why you shouldn't get what you want because this Mm. is... Mm. Like, Joss Whedon's had a very up-and-down career, but I I quite liked Buffy when I was a kid. Mm. Um, I think Cabin in the Woods is a great film. Yeah. Um, You know, like, he's done some good stuff and he's clearly got some good ideas, but I think this is the... You know he's got his cake and ate it, and it's just not very good because it's it's sort of like I think the one line tag of you know Western in space that's a great idea, mm. but I but like you said, like it's beyond that. Mm. It, it just seems very contrived the forcing mm. of that and stuff. And yeah. I mean, it's kind of it, yeah, it's got the he he clearly understands how to make a good science fiction film, doesn't he? Yeah, but but beyond that, it just feels too. I don't know what the word is, but like I it's don't not- know. 
It's not as like uh, exotic as. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. You yeah, know, it's not. I think you'd like it. Like the bit, the bit at the beginning, in like when it, it seems like it could be a film set now on Earth. Like, mm. yeah. It, it's it. Yeah. It's, and obviously they've used you know, earthly locations and locations which don't cost you amounts of money. And, mm, uh, but yeah. they, they have, I don't think they've like injected enough. And I, I think the music makes probably is half of this and the languages, the lang and the, the, the dialogues half of it in mm. that it's not, it's just not that weird enough or that. No, they don't go. Enough. Yeah, they don't go fully into. I mean, and even tonally, it doesn't, it isn't like horrible enough. Like the revelation of what happened isn't like, disturbing yeah. enough it's not funny enough it's not action-packed enough it's not really the edges are all sawn off yeah it's just kind of yeah to it I, yeah. I hate the river character as well i think that's i'm i'm convinced that character has been done like a billion times before the kind of like she's a teenage girl but she's got kick-ass powers but she's a bit yeah. mental like i just found her quite annoying and I, all those are just it yeah it just had flashbacks to the 90s of a million other things with those shots of like you know her with yeah. a big pointing a big gun or her with a standing in a samurai pose or whatever it was just like it's very no- yeah it's very 90s <laughs> isn't it it's like it is yeah 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 so it just um, rubbed me the wrong way i think also as well that character and all the characters and especially chris what you said about the dialogue being important mm. i think the fact it hangs on like what for me are not there's no really good actors in this particular i don't think I think Alan Tudyk was all right, but other than that, mm. no, I think like Nathan Fillion drives up the wall. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Do you just not like him at all? I just think he's like he just seems so like I don't know like like Zedless to me. Like not like, <laughs> how is he the star of a show of a film? He's star of multiple. He's star of Castle as well, isn't he? He's like well, done he is like really he should well. be like on something on the TV like Sequest or something, yeah. isn't he? Like. Yeah, but not even like main cast sequence. He should be like, in what, like a guest star in one what? episode of Sliders. You know, was he in Sliders? Oh, he wasn't. But yeah, he should have been. No, yeah, that was the other guy, wasn't it? That's the yeah. guy that's in. Looks very similar to him. It's the guy that was in Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars. He yeah. was the head. Of, he yes. was the leader in Sliders. Yeah. Ah, right, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do Sliders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, right. So yeah, I'm going to give everyone a free a freebie now for how you make a Western film in space work. Oh. Okay. I might actually cut this out. Right, this is my idea of how you make a space western work. You have a planet, a bit like Westworld, where mm-hmm. it's a, like a theme planet um, for like westerns, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But rather than Westworld where the, where the robots look like humans, the robots are very much look like robots, and the planet's been abandoned, and over time all their sort of... Th- th- everything's like falling off them, and they're just like really mechanical, sort of um, in Jabba's Palace sort of robots. Yeah. Okay, but they all think they're Western. They're all characters in the Wild West in the in the eighteen hundreds. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you've got so it's a bit Mad Maxy as well. Yeah, yeah, and literally the whole story is it all like Deadwood, but the whole thing's within. The, everyone's a robot, mm. but they don't even really. They know they're robots, but, but they've they, all they got think... backstory, Western backstories. Exactly. Yeah. Into them. yeah, yeah. So they they're look robots. very, very unhuman, but they have extremely human. Yeah, but they yeah. all talk like they're in a Tarantino film. Yeah, right? it's like the sheriff will have a hat on and like a badge, like m- magnetic onto, onto his front, and maybe he's got like a great. a moustache glued onto or something. But other than that, he's completely robot. That'd be great. Think? Really, so it'd be a hugely heavy CGI film. Yeah, oh yeah, they'd yeah. be prostitute robots. All of them, yeah. The whole the whole gamut of what was around, yeah, prostitute robots, the whole all of them. But like they're all kind of a bit broken because they're meant to be serving humans mm, but they've yeah. gone so now they're just like going through the motions of the fact they're all western mm. and stuff like that and how they mm. go crop from there and break and things Ooh, brilliant and then what you could have is they could have you could have like a preacher one and there could be like a figure of Jesus and then one human could turn up and they would all think he was Jesus because he looked like because he would look like the most human that'd be the end of series one that would they'd find yeah. like a picture of a human wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah and there'd be like a different faction who'd be like believing in a robot god yeah oh this is great yeah cut this out and give this they'd away have portraits and images and books with human yeah. photos in though wouldn't they yeah but perhaps that's it perhaps it's just pictures and then they perhaps someone finds like uh like a video of one actually talking something like that mm. or maybe there's like an a more advanced ai that greets people and that's got a human face on a screen yeah as they treat the ai as the god or whatever and they would have never progressed beyond the west wild westy world because it's not in their programming no that's and all they've got yeah, yeah. they've been like skeletons of of like humans which were there mm. and like lived out their entire life yeah and all this sort of play 
acting of the robots just carries on because they're just following like protocols of yeah. it being a Western world. Mm. Maybe, but what I thought would also be good would be, there'd be like big dust storms and sandstorms and stuff. And like one of the things that you don't know from the start is that all that dust is the dead, is dead humans like ground down to dust. <laughs> oh God. And that's what's like wow. going around this planet is like these huge dust storms of like human, you know, detritus. Okay, I'll commission it, but I want Nathan Fillion to play the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just his no voice. Nice. I wanted I want the robot voice by Nathan Fillion. Then you've got your money. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. If someone's out there wants to option me for that, I can Hell yeah. flesh that out to a seven season run. Definitely. It's out in the public domain now, so it's not I'm gonna cut it, I think. I'm too <laughs> <laughs> I'm too precious about this idea. What would you call good. it? What would I call I wouldn't I didn't I didn't know about that. Yeah, I've wondered. Mm. I think you want to give it like a name like a western town, you like some sort of I like the idea of like some it was set up like to these rules and then this, for whatever reason, the the larger sort of transport network of, yes, for, has, yeah. is gone, so yeah. it's descended into more of a Mad Maxi sort mm. of. Yeah, and you never find out why it went. You never know why the humans have left. Yeah, no. you just know they're dead and turned to dust. Maybe there is still a few humans. Maybe eventually. I mean, I, yeah, or maybe like there's like one like faction that killed all the humans of the robots, or whatever. But you don't see them. I don't know. Mm. Yes, really. They good. don't. They wouldn't understand Let's, why uh, some people are like robotic, like in construction, and some people aren't. Do you know what I mean? Because they've all got, say, it's like the village where they've all got like a eighteenth-century knowledge of science. Yeah. Mm. Oh, also one more thing. This is the last thing I'll say about it, though. I thought you'd have a narrator, and the narrator would be like a player piano who mm. played. He like at the start of the show, you like played a song on his player piano, but he was the, he was a robot, and he was he like so the camera was like he was aware the camera was there, and he'd talk into the camera while playing like a little player piano song. Wow. Okay. Welcome back to the town or whatever it's called. That'd be yeah. Great. He's like he'd be like the host of when you first get dropped onto the planet. No, I think he'd be like something where where. Um, he's kind of ignored by the rest of the robots because he's just a player piano mm-hmm. and so he's just kind of watching everything but he's got this voice inside him and he's like yeah. let me tell you about the time when old crazy Joe went mad in the saloon <laughs> okay. yeah that's my dream anyway yeah it's a good dream brilliant thanks right let's see it soon on Netflix <laughs> yes um Let's rate Serenity, which was so boring. We spent more time talking <laughs> about a fictional TV series. I've got another little factoid. Oh, to go on. Alan Tudyk. Is that what I'm saying his name right? I don't know. That's how I say it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he did the same button acting as when he in a Rogue One. Oh, right. Like the way he punches the buttons when he sits down. <laughs> yeah. He said that in, in Rogue One behind the scenes. Mm. But he's CGI, isn't he, in Rogue One? Yeah, but it's still motion capture. He was still there. Oh, he's going, there. Oh, like, right, of course, yes. So My, uh... he, like, he did, like, the way to do it is when you sit down, you go, button, button, space, button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to remember that. So That's he... always how you play act doing computing. Fair enough. We can all do it now. We all know. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, just for, just for uh, Sam's benefit, science fiction author Orson Scott Card called Serenity the best science fiction film ever. Further stating, if Ender's Game can't be this kind of movie and this good a movie, then I want it never to be made. I'd rather just watch Serenity again. Wow. <laughs> that was in 2005. I can't remember. When was Ender's Game? What was he Game? getting for that? I t- yeah, God, how much they pay him for that? Yeah. But yeah, so... Well, well, I think it was better than Ender's Game. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but not by much. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. say it should be at 38 one above Ender's game. Oh. Who wants to count to that? Chris, I, where do you think you go? Um, I'd probably have it uh, above Inner Space. Okay. Because Inner Space, Flash Gordon, and Space Balls are all balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're interesting balls. This is like just dull balls. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? I've got it a lot lower. I had it around the kind of Giver mark. Because I just, it just bugged me. I just found it. I wasn't interested. Yeah. It was it, it, it to me. It, it it has that kind of Prometheus problem of being like, but it should have been better because you already had a series. You'd already done all this. It's kind of yeah, more. I could be talked into that. It's worse yeah. to me because you had an existing thing. It's not an original idea. You've already got a load of stuff here and you've managed to muck it up. So to me, it's 
it goes lower because you've kind of you've not even had an original idea here. Yeah. yeah. So I would drive no, I it lower. Unfortunately, I would. I could say. be talked into that. No, I'm fine with that. So where are you thinking? Well, I had it under the Universal Soldier Return, but I know that that's a contentious <laughs> space. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I'd have it into that. the Giver. Yeah, I think with okay. the Giver as well. I'm fine. Good I'm fine with above the Giver. I'm fine with that. Cool. So that's number forty-four. Also, we we didn't mention on the episode, but we've actually passed fifty films now. We want to fifty-five wow. films in the list now, which is pretty Look good going. Us. Wow. Uh, Serenity. Right. So, Joss Whedon's Serenity. I really have struggled. I struggle to say jo- Joss Whedon. Hmm. I always want to say Josh. Josh Whedon. It's not jo- yeah. It's not Josh. It's like is Josh it? Stone. Yeah. It's Joss. Yeah, Joss Stone. Joss Whedon. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but anyway. Um, <laughs> that's how little respect I've got for him. <laughs> Can't really say his name right. Joss Whedon, who was parachuting to save the Justice League film, wasn't he? Which yeah. Is bizarre. Oof, what's that going to be like then? Not very good, I'd mm-hmm. imagine. Mm, no. I mean, I saw a new trailer before Blade Runner last week, and it, it looks awful. Did um, they just put a load of really bad sass talk and jokes in it now? They've my, kind buzzer, of, my door buzzer's just gone. I'm just going to go and get it on. Oh, okay, yep. It's kind of... Um, they've ran it back a bit from the last trailer. It's still a bit sassy, but not as mm. sassy. But it still looked terrible. <sighs> I just don't get how something that big... Can we like start with the Star Wars things? How can you ma- mismanage so badly? You know, like this Han Solo one. Oh god, yeah. They should just. But also, what happened to just stopping? What happened to just going? Look, all right, let's just stop. This this is not working. Well, well the Han Solo one. They they apparently did ninety five percent of the filming, didn't they? Oh. They filmed ninety five percent of the films, and they sat the directors and put Ron Howard on it. But why? What was it? Is it because it was too funny? Was it? Was it? There was. I've got no idea. I don't know what it is. Oh. I did see a set picture of. Um, uh, uh, George Lucas, <laughs> with because he knows m- mates of Ron Howard, oh. so he's got himself back on the oh, set. Oh no! I don't know if it was a, Lu- a Lucas power play. Oh god, <laughs> this is all going to. That'll be the new episode nine one. Well, they'll, they'll they'll sack uh, what's his name Abrams and Lucas will be directed. Oh no, that's what it's. <laughs> I hope Lucas comes back around. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, episode nine. Oh. No, in fact, no. He won't make episode nine. He'll do the next trilogy, all oh, three oh, himself. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, we're massively off topic, so let's have a little break and come back and discuss Thunderbirds. second film of the day um, probably the nadir of this podcast which isn't saying much it's not a great section of films but uh, yes this is Thunderbirds directed by Jonathan Frakes aka Riker um, starring a lot of kids and Bill Paxton I'm Ben Kingsley Commander William T. Riker he didn't go to Starfleet Academy Sorry, yes. for five years for nothing <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. pay him some yes. goddamn respect Sam um, God. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the film that kind of killed his career, really, I think, in yeah. terms of being a director. Yeah. Um, so oh, I'll yeah, start... because he just doesn't do anything now. <laughs> no. Where is it? I, um, where, I, I wrote it down. Oh. I think he's directing it... one of the Star, Star Trek telly ones, and he's yeah, doing Orville. Yeah. It says, yeah. although he shaved over $3 million off the original budget due to his fast shooting style, director Jonathan Frakes has openly admitted that the film's disastrous box of his performance probably means he's unlikely to be offered a feature directing assignment again. <laughs> I love the idea of well, him just releasing that statement. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's so bad that he can't lie about it. He just knows, yeah. Um, let me start with the positives. Um, the well, you two opening credits... You hadn't seen the opening it. Credit, no, I hadn't, no, no. I thought the opening credits were fantastic. Mm. The music, all that, the music. The, about yeah, the music. and all that and nice, you know, swishing about animations. Mm. Really loved it. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the positives. Oh, okay. I think that's the only time you hear the normal music, though, isn't it? The normal theme. It's not even normal, is it? Because they like loop bits of it and stuff, and yeah, it's yeah. all. And then they, they don't go through the full extent of the tune, do they? They just repeat the yeah. the the first lick. Yeah. So, on a fundamental level, uh, this film is bad it's because wrong. <laughs> the, the beauty of Thunderbirds is they fly the Thunderbirds around, but this film. Yeah. You yeah. barely have a Thunderbird flying around. In fact, you barely have a Thunderbird. You've got the brother of the Thunderbirds. Yep. 
uh, and a bizarre Ben Kingsley character. Ben Kingsley, who would probably literally turn off this podcast and, like, he would. you know, we should fart on air if we asked him to. Because he'll do anything, Oh, my he? God. He really... All those Zuve Bowl films and stuff. It's he's... like, it's like Gandhi happened and then he just went, you know what, that's it now. I, I can just make whatever I want. Because people will always put award-winning... Ben Kingsley, I've got yeah. my knighthood. I can, li- yeah, you're right. He will be in anything, and he's normally quite terrible, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I feel like he might have an old fart agent who doesn't know anything about <laughs> popular culture and chooses I think the wrong thing. I think he just loves money. Yeah, I, I agree. think he's he's rich and will do anything because Maybe, what would yeah. this have been like? Probably a, a week, two weeks out of his life. He's not in many shots, is it? Really, he's probably like in two different scenes. Um, you know, sorry, a lot of scenes with two different sets. Mm. He's probably not didn't take him long. No, no. Um, he's awful, but not as bad as Bill Paxton, who I think is like atrocious in this film. Yeah, he had so uh, I mean, little to go. Well, but if you think about it, he's got to reinvent the character because we don't normally see an action Jeff Tracy, do we? Jeff's just sitting no, behind no, a no. desk. So in yeah. a way, is it Bill's fault? Because if that, well, if if Jeff wasn't, he's got nothing to study. He's got no TV shows to go back on. You know, he can't watch previous performances. He's got to redo Jeff in his mind. And, um, yeah, it didn't work, did it? Uh, okay. I'm just cutting the um, bills some slack. Well, the characters all. are all asked about it compared to the yeah. the show, aren't they? Well, they're not even really there, are they? Other than Jeff and whatever... What's the kid meant? To, what's the kid called? Is he one of the actual traces? Yeah. Brains, isn't it? The kid's brain. No. No, no, no the, the main kid. Alan. Says the day. It's Alan. Oh, that's Alan, right? Oh, yeah. So Alan's a real one, yeah. but he's not real there. But the rest of them, you don't really see him, do you? They've all got, like, tipped blonde highlights in their hair. <laughs> and then they just go to space. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just on every level, it's awful, isn't it? You didn't like any of just... it. Well, did you like any of it? I didn't no. mind. I didn't... I, I hated Parker and um, Lady oh, Penelope God. at first... Yeah. But then I oh. thought, as they went on, I liked. I thought she was doing an okay job. I didn't. Hate Did you like the, uh, the 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 scene where she took her bra wire yeah, out to? It was a bit. Do yeah. A, do a door and then said to a child, "Not that I need it." No. And there's what also does that mean? when she walks. You know, in, what's she saying there? But when she walks <laughs> into the school, she's like, "Oh, hello, boys!" Like that's yeah. really weird. And there's a shot of her in the bath. Yeah. No. No. Her. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. There was. There was quite a wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, I, d- I would say that the acting was bad, but the acting on the news reports within the film is the, <laughs> one of the yeah. worst acting. The Ford Motor Company sponsored news reports. Yes, yes. Um, and I also liked how it was set in this weird world where governments had literally given up having any yes, kind of disaster yeah. management because they relied on Thunderbirds so it was like much. That in the in the original program, though. But they had like didn't normal didn't normal like police or no, something. No, they just like just put up their hands and just went. Oh, it's all gone to shit. Call yeah. international rescue. I guess when it's puppets, it didn't seem as ridiculous as this because they're like the country countries, the whole world is outraged that Thunderbirds isn't turning up to this thing. What I mean, what the hell? And, and, and everyone's crowding around to watch it as well. Yeah, like those those bits made me think that maybe this was written as a very extremely tongue in cheek and like you know it's meant to be. Laughed at and oh how silly is it? Yeah. And it's completely not played like that or written like that beyond no. those scenes, is it really? No. <laughs> so I'm glad that I um, was uh, reminded of the the terrible uh, London monorail disaster. I think we should, <laughs> I think we should all be remembering that. I don't know why the government's covered that monorail disaster up. I mean, there's got to be a conspiracy there. I love that monorail across the uh, Thames. What happened? Yeah. Now I remember. Thank you, Thunderbirds, for reminding me about that monorail. Uh, some with the because the original one, the original TV show was obviously all about the machines, yeah, and how realistic they were, and how you know they were all like a bit tarnished, and it was the art design on them was incredible, yeah, it, for miniatures. Now these all looked like they had not a scratch on them and not real. Mm. They looked like yeah. bright green, bright yellow. You, you also barely saw them. Yeah, you also barely saw them. No, they like you said, Sam. That the, they put the focus on. Let's make this for kids, but stupidly for kids, rather than rather than realizing. That's what was great about the show, right? It was all like deadly serious. It was yeah. puppets, but they yeah. were really were like activate the <laughs> until the last five minutes, and then, they t- and then Jeff would tell a joke, wouldn't they? Or yeah. whatever, and they'd have a little laugh on the island. Dun, 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 dun. Was, yeah, but, but also um, there's not. What doesn't make what is so ridiculous is that children can watch something with adults in and go, I want to be that teenage boy flying that thing. They don't have to go, Oh look, here's some kid that is exactly my age 
therefore mm. I relate to him. Here's his weird yeah. specky friend with a stutter yeah, that is well, although, on, you know, really on PC. Um, yeah, although this this kid's weirder than me because he says things like, "Oh, you're really blossoming." Oh, yeah. Yeah. to his teenage girlfriend <laughs> yeah mm. which is a little bit creepy yeah also I thought what was interesting is that the original series was a British take on America yeah uh, whereas this is almost like an um, American take on a British take on America on America so it yeah. kind of got it and then when and what was even worse was yeah like the bloody England like the, the Britishness was done so badly it was awful um yeah, and they just came across a bit too kind of patriotic. And Do you a bit... think it might have been like too many like uh, people involved like creatively on this? Do you think it might have been too? It's like it's gone in all sorts of different directions and not been. Maybe uh, the, the, the way it reads to me is that they just they kept. I, I think that someone did have an idea that was a very tongue-in-cheek Austin Powers esque sort of Thunderbirds take. Sort of very like looking back at the sixties and sort of everyone's a bit, mm. you know, it's all very like oh FAB you got to save us and all this sort of stuff and very fantastical and ridiculous. But then along the way it got turned into a kids film and they didn't know how to make those two mesh. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, um, and then and then also someone said oh we could sell uh, the rights to everyone here. Let's get Ford involved. Let's get who else is there? There's like um, oh yeah, it's really bad product placement. I think BMW are out there as well. Isn't there a, there's something else as well like a, something really weird like some old. Is it Nokia or someone like that who all the phones are made by? Something I remember going to the ro- the motor show in Birmingham, like when this came out, and yeah. the Ford, like they'd built like a full Tracy Island in like half of the NEC. It was like the biggest thing I've ever seen, and it had like all the ships pretty much to scale. Like yeah. it was insane, and they did like this hourly show. God, Weird. it was, in- yeah, it must have been huge money. It was. Uh, it's been in development. Then there be a Ford Fiesta coming out of the. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been in development. It was in development since 1996. Rumors circulated in 98 that Peter Hewitt was to direct the film and shot entirely in CGI. And he, because he was a huge, huge fan of, and he, he made Kerry Kirkpatrick, who was going to write the screen. He made uh, write the play uh, screenplay. He made him watch all uh, 32 episodes. But then Warner Brothers didn't like... Uh, no, Working Title didn't like it. Then Warner Brothers were going to produce a live-action spin-off with the Baldwin brothers, uh, Alec, <laughs> William, Stephen and Daniel... Oh, wow. ...to play four or five <laughs> Tracy brothers with Rowan Atkinson as Parker. Uh, but then... That sounds incredible. Well, yeah. And then that got shelved. And then Polygram Pictures got it. And then Universal bought Polygram. And then it was like, oh, well, we've got this. We might as well do something with it, I think. So, yeah, you're right. It kind of... Yeah, it was. Uh, they were Universal ordered a rewrite of the script with a much younger audience in mind. Oh right, okay, yeah. So, yeah. so they obviously saw the popularity of like uh, toys and stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was great about the old show is it, in like most TV things for the kids back then, is they weren't pandering down, yeah. they weren't talking down. It was like adults doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, a hundred percent in an adult world. Yeah, yeah, and kids absolutely like inhaled that Hmm. you know oh yeah and from what i've read of the new cgi one i've not seen it but i looked it up afterwards that returns more to that sort of thing and it's quite successful i think the new thunderbirds it's still Mm. more childish than the original but i think it's less less childish than this um the worst thing for me about this film if you're gonna hire someone to play brains (laughs) make sure he can actually do a stutter (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Not just say yeah. a word, yeah, and then a different word. That's not stuttering. Yeah, no, it's not stuttering, is it? They they told, turned yeah. that into a whole bit that wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? That yeah. it was awful. Uh, you know, you said last time about Jerry Anderson. What he said, hmm. uh, he was offered four hundred thirty-two thousand pounds to attend the premiere, but he could not accept the money from people he had not worked for. So massive respect to him for. Yeah, turning because they were just literally saying, "Please come along and put your seal of <laughs> approval on it." And he just was just like, this. "Yeah." And he said, "Because he was going to be part of the." Um, I think they were going to consult him, have him as a consultant, but then they thought it was too many people. But he must but, have sold the rights to someone at some point, right? But he'd have sold it years forward. Yeah. It would have gone. It would have gone like you know. I bet someone bought that off him in the late seventies or something. Didn't they? And it's with the yeah. film studio, then, isn't it? And they can do what they like. So. Yeah, because wasn't it mm. the reruns on 
Wasn't it reruns on television that sparked everyone being back into it? Yeah, again? that's why me and Chris are really into it. Yeah, because they re- re-ran them when we were ch- yeah. children. Yeah. yeah, so probably right. someone at that point had bought them and then just thought, oh, well, let's just. Yeah. There's some really amazing episodes of it. It's like. No, I did. I remember really liking it as well. I liked. Um, I quite liked And they were Captain like feature Scarlet. length, some of them. There's the films, weren't there? There's the film with the Thunderbird 6 in, isn't there? Do you remember that? Like, vague, got a vague recollection, recollection yeah, of the film. That, I think that was, Thunderbird in. Wasn't there a Japanese version of it all as well? Oh, I don't know. I think there was because they really like designed all the Thunderbirds, but they oh, weren't wow. very good. They weren't as good. They were more boxy in eighties. Yeah, right. Let's rate this film, um, Alex. Well, is it first. the question is is it better or worse than, than Serenity? I think it's worse. So I would put it's, it. It's worse. Yeah. So I mean, I would put it like again. I put it down under Universal Soldier, but that's where you know. Again, I know that's contentious. <laughs> not for me. It's not. No, <laughs> Chris. Where would you put it? I'd put it uh, one above Superman 4, so 50. Okay, I, I think so that's I'd when put things it, start yeah. getting really dross. Yeah. This was, but this was really dross. I, I'd put this 55, like, wow. just just the lawnmower man below it. Yeah, but. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Scanner Darkly? No, it didn't make me angry. Well, no, because light scanner Darkly. It's not like, offensive could... like some of these no. real bottom ones here. No, I find it offensive. Like... Where are the sashes? <laughs> You don't normally hear that on a podcast. <laughs> Where are the sashes? God damn it. Where are the sashes? It's not worse than Theodore Rex. Come on. I would rather watch Theodore Rex again than watch that shit. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I, honestly, I genuinely honestly would. Divergent? Divergent was awful. Come on. Yeah, maybe not Divergent. It's not worse than Divergent. All right, it's 52. 52. 50. No, below Theodore X and above Divergent. I mean, again, I would, well, now I would weigh in and say that it is more offensive because it was a good thing. And I do, Beloved, yeah. I do agree. Sam said it at the very beginning. What is the point of the Thunderbirds if they're not going to be rescuing people? They pretty much piss away the main point of the Thunderbirds. So, yeah, down, right down there. But no lower than where you've said. And they've got money behind it. And yeah. they've got... They had a push. They could do something. And, and it is like... I think this one should try again. I think it's a really rich... Mm. Um, IP to be twatty and financial, but and there is a there's a franchise to exploit there without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. I think things probably went down the chute because of too many people had a say. Yeah, yeah. Ford Motor Company. Yeah, people aren't allowed to stutter in films. Yeah. It was just too much like shit going on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To make a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Where did you say, Sam? Underneath. I said one below Theodore X. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, Neil Berger and Divergent. You're still lower than uh, no, sorry, yeah. Frakes. Yeah. Thunderbirds. But Frakes, I think Frakes will make an appearance much for this list eventually. Oh. Yes, he will. When we get to uh, episode eight of the Star Trek franchise. Yeah. But until then, perhaps not. Didn't he direct Insurrection as well? He did, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did too. That's that's not as hot, but uh, no. But it's still a lot better than this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, compared to. Uh, Shatner's attempt at a start. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Nimoy didn't do too badly, did he? Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, let's take a break. And let's begin our, our Star Trek saga with Star Trek motion picture. And we're back. With our final film and the start of an epic adventure through, is it 12, 13 Star Trek films now? It's 13, isn't it, I think? Mm. Um, Are you counting um, the JJ ones? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do them. of a different thing. Yes, what? but we're going to watch them in order from this. We should watch them in chronology, in universe chronology. No, no, no. Oh, we're going to watch them in, we're going to watch them in released order. So right. uh, yeah. from this onwards through the original Star Treks to the reboot and stuff. Okay. Uh, which, personally, I'm very excited about because yeah. I bloody love Star Trek. Uh, but I don't particularly love where it began with Star Trek, the motion picture. Chris. Uh, Everything has to begin somewhere, though, doesn't it? It does. Um, it does. Um, obviously, you've seen this film a lot, like me, no doubt. Um, what, on this viewing, what did you think of Star Trek, the motion picture? With modern eyes, what do you think I of it? I think what you see with Star Trek, the motion picture, is the development process of Star Trek as we know it now. Yeah. 
So this is literally, they've come from the original series and they've, that's all they know. That's all we know. Yeah. And think of what we've got now in all this backstory and how things work. Like in mm-hmm. the motion picture, they haven't really nailed down how ships go to warp, how thing, you know, yeah. how basics of Star Trek work. So we're kind of seeing a work in progress. Um, so I let it off, but there are some really good things on there and there are some, it's, it's a bit turgid. There's not enough actual story. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it shows its age. And yeah. technically, all the Star Trek films are quite beautiful because they're all like uh, anamorphically shot. But this one shows its age because it uses the, uh, you know, the split screen diopter. So yeah. you get like the two people in focus yeah. at, different, at different lengths. So... And that's a really old-fashioned thing. <laughs> you don't see that nowadays. Um, yeah, it, it it felt dated in a way to me that all the Star Trek films prior to six feel dated, but this feels like a completely different era, doesn't it? To yes. Khan onwards, doesn't mm. it? For me, two is where we we get Star Trek. Without this a doubt, is, this is properly Star but Trek. But I think you're right. That's a really good point. That it is the foundation for a lot of. They are definitely working out. And, I, and it's I mean, really interesting if you're interested in how Star Trek sort of was made and how it, what a thing it is now, that to see this like process yeah, going on. Yeah. But I think it would have been a better documentary about them doing this than a film. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, all the, because fa- it, because I mean, I haven't read about all the phase two stuff and um, I mentioned it briefly last time, the fact that basically the genesis of Star Trek, the motion picture is um, them trying to reboot this TV series as phase two. And this yeah. is the wreckage of that is this film. Um, so this was at the same time as they were developing Next Generation <coughs> for TV, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't think... No, no, they weren't. Not yet. There wasn't no. any crossover at this point. No, no, not yet. No, no. So they... Because that happens when... Because with Ratha Khan, they get rid of Roddenberry, don't they? They force Roddenberry out and they say, you're not involved with this. Mm. And I think at that point, that's when he then goes, okay, I'm going back to TV and I'll make... Yeah. Next generation that's capitalize it, yeah. on this yeah. stuff, yeah. So at this point, it's all focused on this, and it's all going from the TV series. And I think that's a really good point that, that that you can see that there's been the craft required by a 25 episode TV series in the background of this. The problem is they've not brought the plot, have they, or anything? <laughs> you know, there's this, a big I, idea there. There's a big concept well, idea. That, yeah, that's it. They've had that idea that Voyager Six, you know, became sentient or whatever, mm. and that's it, isn't it? That's mm. all it is. And they're, they're kind of... I get the feeling as well, it's hard to tell, obviously, because we weren't there, but I get the feeling that they relied a lot on the fact that people would go, oh, it's Kirk, you know. This is it, yeah. Because he's not been around for 10 years, has he? Oh, shit, it's Kirk. I remember Kirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, his his bones and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, right, Alex, sorry, before we get too no, that's <laughs> tricky okay. over that's here. That's okay. Uh, what did you, you'd well, seen it before, I imagine. Well, but... again, see, with all these three films, I remembered The Bald Woman, and I didn't really remember anything else about it. So to yeah. me, when I was watching it, it was pretty much like watching it for the first time. But I think, you know, this whole podcast has been about TV conversions. And I think that Star Trek, of all three of these, it gets it right because it ups the scale of, you know, it isn't just like watching a TV um, episode. Mm. It's completely up to scale and it, it kind of wallows in that perhaps a bit too much to its detriment. But it does really just go off on one about like, look, ima- I mean, I was imagining that big whole tour around the Enterprise Seeing that on the big screen, I would have thought was pretty impressive if yeah, you were a fan. Yeah. And yeah. I did, I wondered, this actually is one of the few films I thought in 3D, this would probably look pretty good. Mm, yeah, maybe. Because it's quite a lot, anyway. But also, I think it carries on, I liked the kind of getting the band back together, you know, like, oh yeah, look, here's Kirk. Oh look, now they're getting Bones on board. Oh, what's happened to Spark? Like, I quite enjoyed all that. I was happy with all that. And... They they carried on what you'd had before, but with a few twists. But then what I did really appreciate was that they brought in these two new characters who I didn't really care about, and then by the end of the episode, they'd fucked off. So I was like, well, cool, because I didn't really know who they were, and I don't <laughs> like them anyway. So yeah. to me, that is what to me that was what I wanted. I didn't want just pointlessly new characters. They served that plot line, and that was all they were there for, as far as I could see. And I, yeah. you know, I think... I found that dynamic, I think they tried that dynamic of having um, Decker and Kirk kind of battling and this idea that Kirk has gone a bit, is basically a bit mental, that he'll do anything to get the Enterprise back. You know, 
I quite liked that concept. Um, the kind of Spock, you know, going to lose all his emotions and then he, he the last minute he rebels against that. And, yeah. But, you know, I didn't... Um, I, I just... I th- I, there were bits in it that I thought worked, but it was extremely slow. Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> and it was just... I mean, I like I like procedural stuff. Yeah. But this was this was oh, too it goes much. beyond, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's leaving dark for about half the film, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's yeah. not. It's, it doesn't. It's like thirty minute, thirty five minutes until they leave the space dock. Mm. Just thirty five yeah. minutes of just wandering around and it, it feels stuff. almost as though like we're meant to think the Enterprise was real and like, yeah. it's like, like they've raised the Titanic. Yeah, and we're all watching the Titanic yeah. go go through the. I dock, love that know. bit when he goes on when he goes on to the um, to the bridge and everyone's it's like the, like before you open a shop or something. Everyone's running around like quick fix this. <laughs> like, no, we don't have any coffee over here. Yeah, what are you yeah, doing yeah. with that? Yeah, like I good. quite liked. And there's some little touches and you know that shot where you see all the crew amassed. Um, yeah. Now there's some nice little touches there, and I th- um, just oh sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say I thought the scale of it and the scale of the story, you know, it just it's obviously it's all kind of 2001's fault, really, isn't it? That's what we've got to say here. Well, that and Star Wars. Yeah, but Star Wars was tight and fun and punchy. Yeah, 2000. They've gone really far down the let's make it really cerebral and really thinky and really yeah. like slow and and that's. You have to be very good to yeah. do that and do it well. And unfortunately, as much as Robert Wise is a good director, he probably didn't have a handle on this as much as he should have. I think it's the script's problem, isn't it? The script's yeah. the problem here. Yeah. Or anything. Um, just to the point you made earlier on about saying about, about Shatner being, sorry, Kurt being crazy and Spock being very emotional and stuff like that. Um, that is also, that ties in nicely with Chris's point about how this sets the the tone for the rest of the film mm. because. Shatner and Nimoy basically had interfered a lot with the script when they were writing this. Yeah. And they were a lot involved in, like, basically pushing those sort of angles. And mm. if at home you've seen the rest of the films, you'll know that they become increasingly increasingly obsessed with the importance of their two characters <laughs> and, you know, how they impact the world. And, I mean, it, like, Star Trek Three is base, is almost a love story, isn't it, between Spock They all and start Kirk. fighting for attention, like, <clears throat> all the characters. Like, yeah. there was a big fallout between... Uh, Mr. Sulu and Shatner yeah. in real life, right? And yeah. how he got a ship to be captain himself. And it's yep. like, there's like egos go beyond totally. reality. Mm. That's why like, I like, I really like Six, um, even though it's not particularly good, just because a lot of that's coming buried, hasn't it, I think? And it's sort of, mm. Six feels like they're all like... They're starting to feel old now. So that's it, it, yeah. We've got to just make, we've got to get on with it. And it's a Six yeah. is like a rollick again, and I like Six because of that. And then, but then Seven ruins it, because Seven's all like, oh, you know, Kirk's fucking the Messiah or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. I hate Generations. Generations is terrible. But that's for a later episode. So, anyway, tra- uh, any, any further thoughts? The transporter accident's pretty funny and horrible. Mm, yep. But, again, like, very, you know, this is... This is very well established technology. Yeah. In the, by this date, this this is weird stuff going on. It's just he walk, It's like it's like it's like when you're at work and you're trying to do a spreadsheet or something, and your boss comes and he goes like, "Oh, can I help you with that?" And you're like, "Ah, dang, I think I've got it." I think. And then they press a few <laughs> buttons and it just wipes the whole thing. It's kind of like what he walks in. Oh, someone beaming up. Oh yeah, they're beaming. Oh, let me have a go. Oh, we've just. Oh. And when that guy just says, "Was he say Enterprise? What we got back didn't live long, fortunately." It's like a really, like, it's like, yeah, it's wow, it's pretty dark. <laughs> I mean, if you know Star Trek and how much the transporter is used and how well established and reliable the technology it is, yeah, yeah. it would be like an office <laughs> drama and the printer catches fire yeah. and burns everyone down, <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and the warp bit is really, that the wobbly acting is pretty bad in that bit where they go to warp and everyone's, and Chekhov's arm explodes. Oh, and, and the, the analogue. Video effect, yeah. I think, the streaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When it goes really slow, and it just feels, oh, that that was a bit. Yeah, that was quite. Bad. You know, there was a, there was not many things that they kept going using, like them ideas. That a lot of it was all scrapped. But the one thing was kept was the Enterprise design. You know, that oh. was kept for for pretty much six films, wasn't it? Wow, it wasn't yeah. changed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, also the I mean. The, the Star Trek Next Generation and now theme. They, now they knacker one every film. You can't have a film now without... <laughs> well, that became, that became the thing, didn't it? That became yeah. the cool thing to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the theme to Next Generation is, is, the, is the sort of theme to this, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. 
Which, no, it is. Yeah, it's the same tune. Well, it's it's a bit different, isn't it? It's, it's a bit. It's, yeah. Yeah, slightly different. Well, it's just but, slower, like everything else. Yeah, but like that's a weird thing, isn't it? Like clearly, I, I don't. How did that? I don't know how. Do you know how that came about, Chris? Why? Well, surely that? they were doing the TV show, and they had this collection of pre-written tunes, and they were like, "Well, this one could work for the show here, so we'll make we'll do an arrangement of this." I suppose it just seems weird to me. Like obviously, someone had a, a lot of. Um, some of our staff was enjoyed it a lot, didn't they? To, yeah, to no, I think sure it. And also, it would have been a Roddenberry thing as yeah, well. Yeah, I right? think I read that Roddenberry yeah. loved it so much. He was like, because obviously, motion picture was a failure. I think he was like, I loved it so much. He was like, well, I'm going to use that again. I don't care that no yeah, one screw them. Yeah, no I'm one liked that film. Them, I'm going to make them play this tune. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it. I think it was more. Oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I think the, mu- the music's the best thing about the film. Yeah, really, isn't it? no, the I music's uh, great. Do you know this is one of only two films? Um, Hang on, let me get my little note because I forgot what the note was. Uh, this is, hang on, one of two films until uh, Lars von Trier's Dance in the Dark to, uh, from 1979 until 2000 to have an overture uh, mm. in the music, an actual proper overture of music involved. Um, which that's is a pre, what's that? That's a, that's a pre. Yeah, it's like this. Um, music, right? Yeah, it's like from an opera, so like where. Uh, you know, they go for the themes of the music at the start, you know, like a, you know. Yeah, because I've seen a big 70 mil version of uh, The Hateful Eight. Yeah. And there's, there was one on that. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's the big, you know, there's, and also the, the interval is worked, is in the film. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Huh. Like there's a seven minute interval, but it's actually as part of the film. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I think that's yeah. nice. That's, yes, you know, yeah. The, that's clearly... a proper, it's proper filmmaking. This was like. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. despite all the messing around with it. Um, but also, as they develop things, are you saying, like, you were saying that this is really filmy, and then obviously when they started making the TV programmes, it made the TV programmes really good as yeah. well, because they could use the sets and the uniforms mm-hmm. and things, because, like, if you watch some of the TV, like, we're all re-watching the TV stuff now, because it's on Netflix. Like, it ages very well. Oh, yeah, definitely. The quality of the sets and the and the props and the uniforms is excellent because it's all borrowed, mm. and because yeah. they were making films at the same time. <laughs> I was going to say the uniforms in this are shit. They're terrible. Oh yeah, yeah they're they so are. Seventies, yeah. the flare trousers. Yeah, and the short <laughs> That's when why he the comes. Second one just he's got like a short Absolutely. Kirk comes back for half the film in that weird like t-shirt one, like a short sleeve version. It just yeah. looks so. Yeah. And the security guards are like weird kind of American football players or something. Like they've yeah, got yeah. those weird body, like the oh, padding. They keep, they keep them. They keep oh, them through they? the uh, the yeah the, the movies. Oh, they look so stupid. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, really, and the colours are just really off as well. No, it's the the uniforms let it down. I would say they were very bad uniforms. Pajamas. Pajamas. They yeah. did all look like pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's amazing. Like the second one, they just nailed so many things compared to this. Mm. And I think it was a lesser budget, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, much lesser thing because it was such a, a flop. This first one, I think it was a. Yeah, I mean, drastically cut. But again, I think like Thunderbirds, this was a case of too many cooks spoiling the broth. I think it was like there's a lot of money riding on this, and they were like they kept fiddling and fiddling and fiddling with it, and then they got mm. kind of yeah. what they got. I think. Sorry, I think also the um, the point you make about how this is such a films film, an overture, like big set stuff like that. I think that's why Star Trek Two works is that that is basically an episode of the, of the series, isn't it? Mm. Like Wrath of Khan could well it was wasn't it Khan was in the old one yeah I just looked the budget was eleven million dollars for for Wrath of Khan and they had uh, uh, forty six on motion picture oh it's oh, mad it's yeah. fucking mad but, yeah. but and I think that's why that's why they got to the root of it because they had to they had to pay it back didn't they and mm. go okay we've we've yeah. got to have a good story because we haven't we can't rely on a thirty minute effect shot of the ship coming out of dock you know yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to Rathi Khan. In um, some ways, they needed more of the like the procedural in uh, in Thunderbirds, right? Yeah. Because we never saw oh, any definitely. ships. Yeah, there yeah. used to be long sequences of like every episode, the traces used to go down and then be loaded into their ships. Yep. <laughs> or even just like, I mean, I just can't, it's so minimalised, isn't it? So removed from the story. It's almost like they're embarrassed about the Thunderbirds in that film, isn't it? You know, mm. strange. So, so on YouTube, there's a guy called Junkball Media, and he does like they're called like they're about Star Trek 
different areas of Star Trek, but there's they're called like therapy. So if you type in, if you put Jumbo Media in that, they've got one about all the different films and all the different ships, and it's really good how they're done because they, it, it's quite funny as well. Oh, okay, well, uh, I'll check yeah, that out. It's, it's right up my street, this guy. Cool, um, I'll have a look. Thank you. Yeah. Right, let's uh, let's rate this one then, our final film today. Um, who's not gone first? Me, I think, isn't it? Um, I, this is really tough for me because as a film, it's not very good, but as a Star Trek thing, it's still not very good, but I like what it's going for, so I really struggle. I'm going to say 33, which is... No, I'm going to say 32, which is below Edge of Tomorrow and above Hunger Games. Um, Alex? I would say 35, below Real Steel. Okay, Chris? I would say... Two. Still, it's still Star Trek, I still fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, just seeing what I would watch it before most of these um, I would probably say something like uh, 24 24 oh, wow. yeah Ooh. oh wow what did you guys say I said 32 and Alex said 35 okay. um, I said below edge of tomorrow and Alex said below Real steel. Um, so let's have a look. So what's the, what we got between? Well, what about like just under episode one, thirty. You see, in some ways, it's better than episode one, isn't it? Though. Yeah, it's, you think, it like, is better than episode one because there's nothing in it one, that makes you angry. It's just a bit boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a strange film, isn't it? It's such a weird thing. It's such a. Um, you could probably edit it and it would make you'd probably if you just tightened it up it would up, be then an episode length it yeah. would be an episode of Star Trek yeah, you, yeah. yeah I think you've got 45 minutes of good material there mm. probably um, um, uh, yeah, it is a strange one isn't it it's <laughs> funny I think Around Phantom Menace sounds right there to me because it is like it's funny because uh, he made Andromeda strange so we're only putting him underneath one of his own films that's so. true yeah, yeah. <laughs> It does feel like you know that that kind of idea of like where they've got they've kind of got the idea of the franchise wrong, but yeah, you, you know, like, it's like got Phantom a lot of Menace, in common. You, know? you were saying you, we we were saying we'd skip the first two series of Next Generation. Yeah, it's got a lot in common with that. Obviously, it's that Gene Roddenberry just sorting getting his shit together. Like, mm. there's some very strange characters in the first. Well, two series. well, no, actually, what it is is like in the films, Ratha Khan is not involved. And mm. season three of Next Generation, he's like practically out, isn't he? Like that's, yeah. I think he's, and he's a, dead halfway through. And I think he's not involved. There's a film on Netflix so. called Chaos on the Bridge, which is a documentary about that first episode of Next Gen being made. Oh, wow. I've watched that as well. We're full of recommendations this week. That's fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> make a note of that as well. Brilliant. That's the thing about Star Trek is that there's so many obsessed fans that there's endless documentaries and things mm. to watch, isn't there? It's mm. fantastic. Oh, Netflix is full of them. I mean, yeah. most of them are Shatner ones and are mental. Yeah. The captains, yeah, it's got about five <laughs> movies on there, like oh, where he just goes around just chatting to cast. He loves himself. <laughs> um, anyone at home want to watch a Star Trek one? Trek is is the definitive Star Trek. Co- oh, that's uh, great country for me. Fantastic. So you know, there's a guy on that who, you know, he's like a he's a bit of a weirdo on it. He's got his own uniform and he's got like the long hair. Own, yeah, who builds yeah, his he's like, he's run about. <laughs> this is the film, and this, yes. he. Is the actual like VFX director now on the like Star Trek Beyond? Oh wow! <laughs> like, he does the he actually does. You know them titles which was in them three dimensional yeah title. There, oh, that's God. him because he's making VFX in that thing, isn't he? He's doing his own yes, like, but he's like he's like his own show, isn't he? and yeah. he's like trying to trying to coordinate his mates. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. Trekkies, trekkers. Yes. Have you, seen, have you seen Trekkies, Alex? No, I haven't. You, you should watch... Don't watch Trekkies 2. It's awful. But oh, Trekkies okay. 1, watch that. It's absolutely fantastic. I have heard of it. I heard... Yeah, I heard... And I heard even if the... you don't care about Star Trek, it's it's superb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most Trekkies are very nice people. It's a... Uh, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of the like female cast, like... Uh, I don't know their names. Like the woman who played Tasha Yar in Next Gen and the woman who played like Seven of Nine. I know they have to like hire security. <laughs> Jerry Hall and what's her name? Yeah. I think Jerry Hall, Jer- uh, not no. Jerry Hall. Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. And she actually had quite a serious like stalking incident 
Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. about that, but I've, I've, I've backed <laughs> up now. So. Yeah. Okay, so we decided on what we're going to go for. One below episode one, is that what we're going to say? Or Blip one between ab- surrogates no, episode one? Above. Above it? Above episode yeah. one. Yeah. All right, okay, I'll go for that, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So, Star Trek enters the list, the first of many, Yeah. at number 29. Um, apologies again for all the Trek talk, but... It's going to get worse. It's yeah, only going to get worse. More. It's only going to be more of it. <laughs> you wait to get to Voyage Home. I'm going to be bloody going on for days. Uh, and probably cut Khan as well, to be honest. Right, so that's 1978. Cool, brilliant. So that's three more films added to the list. We've got Star Trek The Motion Picture at 29. We've got Serenity at number 45. And we've got Thunderbirds at number 53. And thus ends TV to Film Week. Next week, it is... Our first annual Halloween special. Um, Alex, as our resident horror expert, do you want to explain what's going on with the films next week? Well, it was from a recommendation, I believe, from an email a while back. That's true. We had Uh, from from Dean. Yeah, yeah, on claustrophobic horror. So we just got three claustrophobic horrors. So have a think about claustrophobic horror. There's quite a lot out there. A lot of sci-fi horror films out there. A lot of them set in giant spaceships so yeah that's yep. what we'll be doing <laughs> although giant would mean not claustrophobic oh okay giant. well very tiny spaceships then <laughs> no, gi- giant spaceships with small corridors that's yeah. what it is yeah. okay yeah that's it <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah, yeah. like okay. a- alien that spaceship's like the size of a planet <laughs> it's yeah. not that claustrophobic yeah true <laughs> yeah yeah okay fantastic so join us next time for the preview show um, but for now that's it good night everybody good night bye bye, bye.